Welcome, welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Efa Bayo. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, pillow, or blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold or drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Hell, it's, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. <sighs> folks, folks, folks. I don't know. I've seen people come and hit me up and tell me all kind of things. And I'm like, wow, thank you. Thank you. Because so much has been going on. I tell you. 
I was, <laughs> I was, I was, um, watching this show. It's called The Newsroom. It's been out a long time ago. And one of the episodes was a guy talking to his co-worker. And stuff was just going, you know, all left field. It's a good show, though. So in uh, HBO Cinemax, right? HBO Max. And um, it came out in like 2012 or something like that. Anyway. He was sitting in a, in a bar and they were talking and things were just, everything was going left, right? Some of it was their fault. Some of it was things they didn't know that they couldn't see. And he looked at her and he said, well, one of them looked at the other and they said, it's like we broke God's rule and we don't know how to fix it. I said, damn. I like sat up in bed because I said, damn. Feels like that now. This was taped in 2012. We are in 2024. And it feels like we broke one of God's rules and we don't know how to fix it. We got women, not only black women, Women in general, being essayed, being unalived, being hurt. And how they take the focus off of that, they'll post something that a woman would do and you'll be sitting there saying, I know she fucking lying, to put her in a negative light. So people could say, oh, this is why they, they going through all of this. No, that is not why. And that definitely isn't the answer. That doesn't help. But it takes the focus off. The same way with our babies, our children, our young people. They put up something or remind us how they're getting hurt out there. And then they'll put up, 30 minutes later, you'll see a post with some young person doing something crazy. And you'll be like, I know they fucking lying. And it takes the focus off. And then somebody will come with their Google Scholar degree and say, this is why the youth is getting all of this. No, it's not. Then for the men, you'll see them being falsely accused and beaten and unalive. And then 30 minutes later, they'll put up something. And the first thing people will say, this is why the man is getting treated like that. No. That's not it. It is putting people's emotions on seesaws. It is giving so much false narratives. And you have these Google degree people running around and they showing them, oh, wow, you know, I, 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 everybody has an opinion. Everybody wants to, you know, have their two cents. And then when the truth come out, everybody run in their hole and hold up a white flag. Well, what I meant to say, no, 
told y'all, feels like we broke God's rule. And we just don't know how to fix it. We don't. We don't know how to fix it. We're finding things to cover it. We're using short-term remedies that's not helping nobody get well. Spirituality. But before I test that, the same way we jump in because we have an opinion. My father told me years ago, opinions are like assholes. Everybody got one. But now people got diarrhea of the opinion because everybody wants to put their two cents in. Everybody's a journalist. Everybody's a news person. Everybody is special in this shit. The sad part is no one knows nothing. And <laughs> we all want to be the first to crack the case. Because we want to be able to say, I told you, I got receipts. I told you. Common sense could have gave you an answer. If you just waited, been patient. The same way, I'm going to use this as an example. Everybody went at Jess Hilarious. When they were like, oh, she ain't going to be on the breakfast club. She spoke too soon. She's too cocky. She's this, she's that. Now, look, all you had to do is wait. I love what Super Sense said. That's why I ain't say nothing. I had to wait. People are thinking outside of the box. You don't know how things are going to roll out. It's just hilarious. You always have to wonder what's her end game. Well, she's the new, she's the dirt chair in the breakfast club. So all y'all people that had shit to say, she just made y'all look like complete idiots. But isn't that what 2024 came in to say? Hit dogs holler. Give yourself patience. Just wait. Research before you start running your mouth. Sit down for a moment. Check things out. Survey the land. Read the room. <laughs> we don't do that no more. We just want to be the first. Whether it's the truth or not. We just want to be the first. We want to be the one to say, I posted it first. Me, me, me. But the universe is saying, it ain't about you. It's about us. What affects one affects us all. Affects us all. It's no more, oh, I'm solo. No, you're not. You're not. Stop lying. We all have a job. We're all at this table. Good, bad, indifferent, scammers, great, horrible, corrupt, blessings, productive. We're all at the table. We all serve a purpose. But we have to learn patience. See, a lot of us don't have that. I don't know the remedy of fixing the rule that we broke with God. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I'm the great I am. I know. I don't know. I just know that a lot of us need healing. I just know that a lot of us are adults and we're seeking attention. And we don't like the attention that we're getting. Well, we weren't really being, you know, upfront. What kind of attention do you want? Everybody want to be the guru to the stars. Oh, I, I, I'm reading stars. I'm reading this. Who cares? As long as you're reading, be happy. If people come to you, that means they believe in you. But if you have to post that you're reading stars and you're reading all these people, 
but I get it. The sheep are going to follow whatever popping. I just, you know, I know for me, if you got to constantly call me out my name, call me bitches and be like, fuck that, shut the fuck up. I, I don't care how popular you are. I'm not coming to you. I'm not. I'm not coming to you. You won't get my dollars calling me out my fucking name. I know you lying. But people people like that. Be sad. Sad, but people like that. People like to be beat down and disrespected and dragged. Because they can play the victim. And when you play the victim, you get prizes. You get gifts. You get people's heartfelt, you know, play on their heartstrings. Until the truth come out. And then... They don't give a fuck about you. They're going to drag you. Now you back to square one. (laughs) I'm not laughing at the people. I'm laughing at the situation. And it's a situation that we built. We built this. We built all of this crazy shit by being on social media. We built it. We didn't use it as a tool. We used it as a bank. We used it as profit. We used it as... Entertainment, we used it as getting close to our families. Now, we use it for everything. If you see a person out in the street, the first thing people do is get on live. They don't even call the police no more. They don't call the ambulance. They don't call nobody. They just get on live. I remember it was a car crash outside of my house. And I'm yelling at my daughter, like, call the police. She was like, wait, I'm getting on live. I said, curse you. I said, you can't be that crazy. Shh, I'm getting on live. And I started screaming in the background. Oh, my God, lady. No, you don't. Why would you do that? My brother in them one year was out over by 164th Street. A guy got unalived. My brother and them all sitting there. And he was like, yo, you see people taking selfies with the body. She's like, yo, people are crazy. And I'm like, they want to go viral. People will, when you find out someone has passed away, before the family can put it out, people are putting it out. Rest in peace. I knew them. Well, damn, can the family put the information out? Thank you for sharing it. But, you know, oh, because she was my friend. But her blood family. That's what I always tell my kids. Time I go, let me be dead for a week before I tell anybody. For real. Like, uh-uh. For real. And don't put up, oh my God, I just spoke to her yesterday. No, you didn't. Stop lying. You ain't speak to me in seven years. Stop lying. Oh, I had a dream about she came to visit. I ain't coming to visit none of y'all. So don't do that. I'm not coming to visit a damn soul. Don't do that. And if you do do that, I'm coming back and knocking all your shit over. Don't do that. Oh, I had a dream. She gave me a message. I'm not giving you no message. I ain't even like you while I was living. Why the fuck am I like you while I'm dead? Come on now. But folks, they need attention. They do. But I felt that sentence and that statement when they said, yo, it feels like we broke one of God's laws. One of his rules. We just don't know how to fix it. We don't. We don't know how to fix it. 
And for my spiritual folk, I was, you know, strolling through the internet. And there was a, a post that made on one of these blog sites. I really saw spiritual people threatening people. Oh, I'm going to put voodoo on you. Shut up. And I'm like, damn. Healers are supposed to heal those that come to them. That came to, you know, seek some, seek some, some help, some encouragement, some wisdom, some lessons. Teach me how to be self-sufficient. When did it become so popular for us to get on social media and start threatening people, treating our ancestors like they attack dogs? Don't make me call my ancestors on you because they, they don't play about me. I mean, as opposed as meme is cute, but now you're threatening people. Oh, I, I hex you. I've hexed so many other people. There was a young lady. She has a lot of health issues. And she got on and she made a post about how she went to a reader and the reader told her that somebody hexed her and her son. And she was like, you know, who would do these things? And she spoke about how she was in, you know, the same post and you had all these spiritual people talking to regular people like, oh, I'm going to hex you. I got your picture. And I'm like, wow. And the sad part is I knew a few of these people. And I'm like, wow. Wow. You're going to have to pay me to take the hex off. I ain't pay you to put it on. <laughs> you know what I did? I just kept on scrolling. <sighs> my beautiful people. We did. I, I strongly believe that. I strongly believe we broke one of God's rules and we don't know how to fix it. The sad part is, are we willing to fix it? Are we willing to make things right for our future generations? Are we willing? Because the examples and the things that they have now are sad. You're showing young girls. That's why I'm not I'm not mad at blue facing them no more. Because look at the examples in their home that they had to see. We are our children's mirror. And if you're trying to become famous and popular one here you don't care what the fuck you do as long as you secure a bag. We've been yelling for the longest. Get that bag. Get that bag. I know I'm guilty of it. Get that bag. Get that bag. And when you know better, you try to do better. But it's hard as hell to rewrite, correct. Because they're so used to seeing it. I use my, my grandson as an example. I'm a person that my father always told me that the only thing you have is your word and stand on it. Stand on your word. If you say you're going to do something, you say you're going to do this, stand on it. And make sure you have some priorities. Put them in order, right? My pops was known for that. So if I was to come to my father and let me just give you an example. I say, hey, you know, dad, can you do this for me? And I swear when I get my stuff together... 
you know, I'll get my money, I'm going to go and do it, and you ain't got to do it for me no more. My father will hold you to that. Real talk. He'll hold you to that. And I'll give you an example. Um, I remember when I told my father, right, got my job, and I said, I said, Daddy, you know, you give me um, $20 so I can get to work and stuff, and, you know, I ain't going to ask you for nothing else. He said, I'm going to hold you to that now, Bean. I said, no, I got it. When I got paid, I went and did everything else except for, I came back as 20, but I went and did everything else. I didn't put coffee away. I didn't, I didn't think of, right? You would say you're young, you're naive, whatever reason you want to give. But you couldn't come to my father with that. So when it was time for me to go to work, I didn't have enough. So I went back and I said, Daddy, you know, I need 20. He said, no. Nah. He said, no. I said, what? He said, no. He said, don't ask me. I was like, what? You know, now I'm, I'm in my feelings. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, you know, daddy, I, I, I just, I, I can't get to work. He said, when you was out there doing all of that, was work in your, in this whole cipher or this whole little thing that you concocted? What? He said, you brought clothes, you went out, you hung out with your friends, you did that. But see, the very thing that gets you to be able to hang with your friends and, and do all of that, you didn't think of. You didn't make sure that was secure. Then you could do all that bullshit, but you didn't make sure that that was secure. You didn't. You, you didn't think about that. So I'm supposed to be responsible when you fuck up. Now, let's just say I had to ask someone and get on the bus. So I had to leave earlier. I had to get on the bus because I had to go to work. I needed to work. And I remember, you know, me and Keisha was on the bus, the N4. And they was like, because, you know, we had to leave. Our shift didn't start until 10 o'clock. We had to leave at 6 to get that 7 o'clock bus. Cause, and that 10 o'clock bus was the last bus out. And if we would have took the 10, we would have been late. So we had to be there so early just to walk around. And it was nothing over there but factories. So where were we going? So we had to sit in the job and wait. When it could have been where we could have used those hours to rest a little bit. So now you got to get up earlier. Like it was. It was an inconvenience. But we all had to learn that lesson. And I tell you this. I always made sure I had coffee to get to work. I didn't give a fuck what was going on. That was a valuable lesson my pops taught me. I always made sure I had money to get to work. Fuck everything else. This right here is what pays the bills. This right here keeps me afloat. So I'm always going to make sure this comes first. So I learned that lesson. Can't say for all my other friends because, you know, they were... I'm not that type of person that would sit there and try to curse at my parents or make them feel bad or anything like that. Because, see, my mother and father didn't have a problem with going upside your not. So those other parents was trying to be their kid's friend. My mother and them ain't had that. They gave you the ultimatum. She used to sit and tell you, I got 21 windows and two doors. How <laughs> you want to leave? So we, we, we overlooked that part because she wasn't playing. And after we saw her do to our sister-in-law, yeah, we was like, yeah, nah, she ain't no joke. We, we just walk away. 
pop shit going under our breath, going up the block. So we we really did. Um. So my my grandson he told me, Grandma, this is my last time. I'm not gonna ask you to call me an Uber. I said, Okay, I'm gonna hold you to that. He went and brought him clothes, all that. I started laughing. I did. Because I remembered the lesson I had to learn. Now, I could have been this sweet grandmother and been like, okay, I'm going to call it you, you know, pay. No, my father didn't do that to me. <laughs> so when he said, Grandma, can you call me Uber? No, I'll give you $20. Now, the beauty was, my pops taught me this. It is a blessing when you don't have to bend over because somebody's offering you money. You don't have to be like, okay, I'm going to take it because you strapped for cash. No, I'm good. He was like, but I'm going to give you $20. You ain't got to give me nothing. But I'm good. And the sad part is he's not even realizing that, damn, you know, I did. You, This is what gets you so you can be able to have money. You didn't think of that. People, let me explain to y'all. I like the Apple phone. I do. I like the quality. I like all that. But before I could afford an Apple phone, I had a Metro piece of shit. Right? Because I needed to read. I needed to make money. I had a Metro piece of shit. But I was grateful for it. Don't get it twisted. Because I needed a phone. My first Apple phone came from my godmother. iPhone 7. Came from my... Now, I had an Apple phone when it came out. But they... You know, I got it stolen. Then I had another one and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to Samsung because I can't afford it right now. So then, I couldn't afford I had to start over. I lost everything. So I just went and got me a Metro piece of shit. But the first Apple phone, when it started coming out with 7s and 8s, 6s, 5s, because I had the first one when it first came out. I had Sprint. But I couldn't even afford Sprint. So I paid them and I just backed up. I backed up. I paid that bill and I was like, yo, let me go over to Metro. Metro had $35 phones for a phone bill. And that's what I could afford, $35. So I don't have a problem with uh, crawling, right? And making sure my shit is intact. So... I had a Metro, I had headphones, so if somebody called for a reading, I sat there, I have a phone. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a phone. So, one day I was at my godmother's house, and she was like, because they would call people on FaceTime. She said, you know, I'm tired of this shit. I can't call you on FaceTime and stuff. Uh, here, take this phone. She said, what's your provider? I said, T, you know, I said, oh, Metro, but I'm ready to go to T-Mobile. She said, okay, here, go on over to T-Mobile and here, take this. My first iPhone 7 came from my godmother. She gave it to me. I was forever grateful. Mind you, I was grateful, right? Somebody gave it to me. And I went down to T-Mobile and I turned it on and I was open. Couldn't tell me nothing. And I was grateful, right? I didn't give a fuck because, you know, I had to work within my budget. And then somebody blessed me. And I'm like, great. So it made it even better. So if someone wanted to do FaceTime and teach like a class while I was in, you know, the shelter 
in my room, right? Because we was in a hotel room. So it was two of us. And my roommate, she was always going. So I had the room really to myself. So I could schedule doing readings and stuff. So if somebody wanted a FaceTime reading, you know, I'd just charge extra. But, yo, we sitting there and we doing it. So I wasn't mad. She helped me. And I'm forever grateful for that. Nowadays, people don't want to save up. Right? Because see, with Apple, you're paying for everything. Right? You want the theft, you want all that. So, I'm like, damn. And, um, my grandson goes, I'm waiting for my Apple phone. I said, but you could just get a regular phone right now on Metro to, you know, you could save up. You could have, you know, money in your pocket. Nah. I said, who are you trying to impress, man? Nobody. You, were up. you know, you got Apple phone. Because I saved up. I saved up. I worked to it. I didn't just go and say, yo, I want it. No, I had to make sure I can afford it. And as well as have the money to maintain it. Anything I get, I want to make sure I can maintain it. You got it. You affording it. You want to make sure you can maintain it. Folks don't want that. They want, oh, I know what I'm doing. And then next thing you know, they only can use their phone when they're around Wi-Fi. And you're like, your phone ain't on? Nah, you know. My father used to have this belief that you should save money. And just in case your job fails, you still can float for about four or five months. My pops wasn't a, a nut when it came to cash. You know, they say cash is king. <laughs> Credit is everything, and cash is king. That's what they said back in those days. Today, now, is don't worry about it. Fake it until you make it. Front. Make it seem like you got it all together. Fool the masses. We don't care. They don't know us in real life. <laughs> Until they forget. They got that mask on. And then you get around them. Ain't nothing like they portray. You know how many places I've been. And I've met people. And they go, I go, oh, wow, I thought you, oh, no, I only did that for social media. I'm not, I'm not really like that. I will never forget, I was at this event, me and Dorothy. Dorothy's going to be crying, you my eye. And I came with a fork. I don't care where I go. So people we were around, and they was like, yeah, I sent you your video. And they say, you can't eat with a fork. But it's only forks here. But if you do it, we ain't going to tell Ain't got nothing to do with you telling. I said, guess what? I'm going to eat. <laughs> and I drank water and juice that day. And the next day, they were, um, had the event. Because it was a two-day event. I had spoons in my pocket. But I had to tell a lady. I said, if you're serving anything and you're using a fork to serve. She was like, no, we serve with spoons. I said, oh, okay. And that was it. 
And he was like, oh, I only thought you only did that on Facebook. No. In real life, mama. I'm not, spirit is not looking for actors and actresses. They're <laughs> looking for authentic people. And I believe from us breaking these rules, God's rule. A lot of things can be fixed when we have those conversations and we start healing. I'm just saying, just my opinion. And like I said, opinions are like assholes. Everybody got one. Then I saw a, a post today. It's four days old, but the person was on there and they, they initiated. And it was like, you know, I'm being overwhelmed, emotions. I said, damn, me too. Like, you know, you're, you're overwhelmed. It's like... You know, you, you feel everything. And, you know, you're, it's like anxiety 12.0. You know, you, you want to say something. You want to tell this person or you want to, and you're like, nah, let me hold my tongue. I'd rather pray for them. So you also got to realize that we, as spiritual people and healers and people starting on this journey, there's a season and a time for us to step in. And if we're not invited in the room, ain't no sneaking in. Can't bully your way in. Because that room is not for you right now. You can't just overstep all the lessons you need to learn and just go straight to it. And I know people that have done it. You know, instead of them learning how to read cards, instead of them learning their spiritual court, instead of them learning who they are as an individual, all they see is the dollar amount, the dollar sign. Then, I never forget, um, someone asked a person, a man, when I tell you I met this woman, her name is Ambassa. Amazing woman. Amazing woman. I met her when I was living in Atlanta and I was working at Phoenix and Dragon. And she's a drummer, she's a poet, she's a spiritualist. Like, she wrote this book as well, Journeys. And it's like, yo, the way she said that her spirit spoke to her is you hold a book, you say a prayer, and you open it up. That first page that your eyes land on is the message that your spirit is giving you. Book is amazing. Not big. It's very small, pocket size. Amazing. Amazing book. And I never forget, like, she's not in the States, right? Well, she wasn't then when I, when, you know, when I first met her. She was in London. And they were doing this drumming circle. And I, at first, I didn't even know she was black. I thought she was a white woman, right? For real. Because I, I knew back then, like, white people were more, you know, into the spiritual stuff. And, you know, they were selling the books. When this sister came in, wrapped up, beautiful, like she was gliding. And they was like, that's Umbasa. And I was like, what? And I just, I, man, I followed her that whole day. For real. I was like the shadow, the whatever. And I remember when someone asked her, you know, what credentials did she have to teach and and do all of that. Now, mind you, this sister never advertised. If you come across her, it's because spirit led, led you there, right? She didn't advertise. She didn't 
put up, you know, for a book, nothing. Remember that saying, good dope sells itself. <laughs> she, in the spirit community in Atlanta back then, talking about 15 years ago, she, her book was just going around those circles, right? Ready? You knew it was a part of you. And don't forget. So, she said, God gave her the credentials. She said her experience gave her the credentials. Her grandmother and all of them that came before her gave her the credentials. And mind you, she did. She learned how to speak. She learned how to, you know, go with what she was teaching. She invested in herself. She moved out of the States. She went over to London. She perfected her craft. She did all that, right? Meditated, lived her life, right? Back then. So that's what gave her the credentials. She didn't have the great I am that she studied under, but she did invest in herself. There was a course or something she needed to go into. She did, you know, she needed to go back and take some college courses, writing, all of that. She did that. Now, to sit down and say, I studied under the great guru of Manchester, and nah, she didn't do that. She went to school, she took courses, she did that. To perfect what was already in her, right? She did that. Nowadays, people read a book and now they're the professors of spirituality. They don't even have the experience. They ain't been nowhere but except to their mama house, their cousin house, to their girlfriend house, and back home. That's it. They just follow people online and regurgitate whatever they hear. And then when you call them out on it, the first thing they say is spirit taught me. What spirit? Huh? <laughs> Everybody want to be a child of St. Michael, of Azule Dantor, and everybody wants to be the Risha. Everybody wants a title. John Cornetta was one of my bosses when I worked at the Love Shack. He said, if you could take that title and go to the bank and get a $50,000 loan, congratulations. The title don't mean nothing but a piece of paper that it's written on. If 2024 hasn't taught y'all anything, it's time to say, we don't need the proof is in the pudding. We want to see it. This is why I know that we did break a rule. We don't know how to put it back because we forgot who we are. We so busy trying to be everybody else, we forgot who we are. We so busy trying to create this character, we forgot that God gave us everything that's inside us already. We forgot who we are. There's a movie out. You know, back in the day, I never forget when I first saw it and I made sure I showed my children Sankofa. Sometimes you have to go back to fetch those things to help you on this next level. A lot of people need to go back to basics. Remembering why you started on this journey. Remembering what you came in the room for. Remembering why your egg tapped you. To say, hey, 
we want to do the comparison. Everybody wants to follow. Nobody wants consistency. Everybody don't want to be disciplined. We want to make up our own rules. We want to do what we want to do. And can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. Can't continue living off of other people and trying to worry about what they post so you can piggyback or sitting there thinking you're going to become famous because you done dragged somebody and you done made them feel like shit. Worst feeling in the world is having those things that you've done to others get done to you. Take that L. Take that medicine. It's horrible going down. Sometimes you got to own up to your shit. You got to hold yourself accountable. We don't want that. We want to do what we want to do. Oh, I'm going to get into voodoo. I don't need to go to Haiti. I'm just going to do it my way. This is the new voodoo. You don't even know about the old one. The fuck? <laughs> this is the new Arisha. I don't need to get initiated. I just need to go to sleep. Huh? <laughs> I'm a new spiritualist. I can smoke weed and drink while I'm sitting on live. And I can tell you what my spirits say. I don't even know who the fuck you are. And you worrying about what your spirits say. You don't know your ass from your elbow. So all those people that put that work in. That sat there. Made those sacrifices. All they had to do was go to sleep and get up and drink a, a, drink a glass of Remy. Or Doucet or whatever. And smoke a blunt. And that's all they needed. They don't need training. I don't need to read. I don't need to be under nobody. I don't need no mentor. Spirit say I can't work with nobody. What fucking spirit told you that? What spirit told you that? You know, I never forget when an elder said, you can't turn no one away. Me and my ignorant ass, right? Let me be honest. Me and my ignorant ass was like, what? If they are robbers or they hurt old people or they hurt kids, I'm turning away. He said, you can't turn nobody away. Everybody, if they're working on it, can be forgiven. It's a seat at the table for everybody. We all have chapters in our life that we happy that only God knows and the world don't know. We all have done things in our life that we ain't all happy about. We've all said things. We've all done shit that even make... Other people judge you. And they'll be right to an extent. The only way to be forgiven is change behavior. Change. Growing. When you know better, you do better. Sister Morris Jackson used to always say that to us. When you know better, you do better. And she ain't never lied. That's for me. It's the only way we need to fix what we broke is to hold ourselves accountable, to remember why we started, why we came into this. Was it because we needed to pay a bill, a cell phone? Was it because we needed to meet a man or a woman? Because we wanted to be popular? Because we wanted attention? What did you come into this for? Because you wanted to be healed? You wanted to live? 
All of it was selfish. I, I don't even lie. I tell people, shit, I came in so I could live. I was being selfish. Shit, I ain't give a fuck about nobody else. I want to live. I, I needed to be honest. Helping people who came afterwards. <laughs> I wanted to live. Shit, I was being selfish. I was being, shit, arrogant, ignorant. I was worried about me. Self-preservation is real. <laughs> I was worried about me. But then I had the reality check. He gave it to you. You can snatch it back. You didn't come in here. We kept you alive. So you can help those that come across your path. Not to judge them. Not to sit there and scrape every dime out of them. But to tell them the truth. I remember a girl came to me and she was like, I just want this dude. And I'm like, he don't even, he's not even supposed to be with you. I don't care. I want him. Well, let's work on you. I said, let's work on you. And at the end of it, if you still worried about this dude, then so be it. But let's work on you. Let's heal you. Now, it doesn't work all the time with people. I'm not going to lie. They don't give a fuck. They'll, they'll drop you and go somewhere else. Go and find someone else. It was these people that... I didn't do what they wanted. I didn't sign up to them. You were in a toxic relationship. Leave this man alone. Go and find your life. Start loving yourself. Get some therapy. That was being real. But instead, they went over to this voodoo guy. Right? And he was just going after people. Like, going. Because now he got all these people. And they running around following him. And now, you know, they telling their story. Making readers and healers look bad. Right, sitting there gossiping about him. My name was definitely one of them. Because he was like, yeah, who is Ephi Bale? She ain't shit. I'll destroy her. I'm from Haiti. I never replied. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you. And I don't. I don't know him. I'm not here to go war after war. I don't even live near you. You ain't even in the same state, player. So when I saw it, I just shook my head and kept on going. Real talk. The only way a clown can perform for you, you have to entertain them. I'll entertain clowns, right? Real talk, I know. Four months later, those same people doubled back, right? Now they want to be my friend. Now they're following me. Now they, oh, if I be, I love you. Because this man that they went to is getting dragged right now, publicly, getting dragged. Because he done talked about everybody. When I tell you he was going after everybody. He said, I don't trust children of SU. I don't trust Santeros. I don't trust Babalos. I don't trust and I'm the great I am. I'm in Haiti. And blah, 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 blah. Sitting there killing stuff and lighting candles and cursing folk out and calling people by name. And showing. Now the one thing I will give him. Showing the people that came to him. Showing, you know, what they were saying. And I'm laughing. Because there was a few of them. I'm sitting there watching like, wow. And I just kept on scrolling. And now he is being dragged. Because he went after all these people. And the sad part is he didn't even know them. Just because customers came to him. Spewing. Because we didn't do what they wanted. If you are in an unhealthy relationship, my first thing is to help you find out, connect you to a therapist.
find out what is the blockage where you're so busy wanting to be with this person and they're toxic when I see great things in you. But most people don't want that. I, I, I know what I want. I want him. When you trap a dog or any animal, they don't become docile. They don't just all of a sudden love their owner. They attack. They're not happy because they know they don't belong there. They know that. I don't belong with you. I don't want to be here. But nope, we got to sit here and work some magic and make them stay. They don't belong here. And go ahead, hit me with, oh, it's their ex. They putting voodoo on them. They went back to their ex. A toxic person left your life, a win is a win. A toxic person left your life, a win is a win. They're not there to destroy you. Now, I feel sorry for the person that did get to be with this person. Instead of this brother healing, going to getting some therapy and working on making himself a better parent, a better man, a better brother, a better nephew, a better friend, a better partner. So you already know the people that's in his life, they're co-signing on. And you will have broken people to hook up with broken people. And they think that's amazing. Two broke people don't equal one whole. It equals death. <laughs> it equals infection. It equals wrong. But, you know, these new new age, new, new healers, all they see is the dollar. Girl, I can make him be with you. You don't got to worry about it. Fuck them. If I bay on them, they always want to do that good shit. I ain't here. I'm, I'm a, I'm a left-handed worker. I'm, I work my, I work my dark side. Trauma bonding. Because when I look in your life, you with a motherfucker that's toxic and broken. And you broken yourself. And you're helping this person from a horrible, broken person's perspective. I don't care. I don't care. They're going to get the money to somebody. Yeah, all good money. All money ain't good money. Sometimes that shit can equal the bail money. <laughs> Do you want that? Yep. I don't care. I don't care. Somebody gonna get it. It might as well be me. Oh, okay. Well, you get what you ask for. So don't complain. I know I don't. I don't at all. But we get it. We get it. But like I said, we broke one of God's laws. We just don't know how to fix it. And while I was watching the show, the guy went to the, the person that owned the news station. It was Jane Fonda. I love Jane Fonda. I love, love, love her as an actress. She is so raw. I love her. And the cool part is she know her work. She ain't underestimated. Trust me. She had her shine in the limelight. And she know she knew when. When Dave Chappelle would say, you'll take your chips and walk, you know, you won. You won. Take your winnings and go and relax. Go and relax. 
Jane Fonda don't need to go and compete with these young people all of that. She had her time. She knew her time had come. And my girl, if they give her a part, great. She already know you're going to pay her. And if not, she's going to buy her business. She okay. She came from family of wealth. Her pops helped a lot of black people. And he was a part of. So civil rights movement, all of that. Henry Fonda. <laughs> So she's good. If she don't work the day or tomorrow, she's good. And I love that for her. But anyway, when they told her, it was like, yo, it's broken. She yelled out, fix it. Fucking fix it. And this is what the ancestors are saying. Fix it. And they are definitely making sure each and every one of us feel emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, we're all feeling it. We're all being affected one way or another. 2024 is passing. Oh, it, if it was time waits for no man, that's 2024. They ain't got time to wait. They gave you instructions. Work on it. December is right up the block. Shit. What, this weekend is the last of January. We're going to be February. February is right there. 28 days. Bow. Then it'll be March. Before you know it, it'll be Easter. Before you know it, it's going to be Mother's Day. Before you know it, it's going to be summer. Before you know it, it's kids going back to school. Before you know it, we going into 2025. And that is where those that did not confront, fix, heal, work on, complete. That's when the Egoons, I believe, are going to be right here on this planet. Saying enough is enough. They didn't give us enough time to figure it out, to work on it, to fix it. Fucking fix it. If you know you're going to be a healer, the first thing that you should heal is your family, your bloodline. Before you go out here and change the world. Your world, when they say, hey, go out, change the world. They were talking about your family first. That is your world. <laughs> That's your world. That's your world. It's no more plain, as you can see. Before you jump on that bandwagon of wanting to, I know, I know, you better make sure that you know that you know that you know. Because if you don't know, shh, be quiet. Hold yourself accountable. It was a speech that was the first episode. And when I heard it, I was like, wow. That's true. And I'm going to play it for y'all as I initial. Just for y'all. Can you say? Hi, my name is Jenny. I'm a sophomore, and this is for all three of you. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? Diversity and opportunity. Lewis? Uh, freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well, the New York Jets. <laughs> no, I'm going to hold you to an answer on that. What makes America the greatest country in the world? Why is it not the greatest country in the world, Professor? That's my answer. 
You're saying yes. <laughs> Let's talk about fine. Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of our paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey, and with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation, period, ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed. We cared about our neighbors. We put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't, we didn't scare so easy. all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men men who were revered first step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one america is not the greatest country in the world anymore enough and with that being said <clears throat> It is time for us to heal, heal ourselves, heal our family, heal our loved ones, make it personal, people. I know I'm not the greatest in this world, hell, even in this little sphere. I just speak from my experience, of what I've seen, what I feel, and what I know. Just a sister, just sharing her experience and her thoughts and the things that affect her. That's it. I don't claim to be anything I'm not. But I tell you this, retirement feels good. Looks good. I ain't gotta stress about that. God bless y'all that's still out here advertising and all of that. I don't miss it. 
No, it will not be no Ifa Bayo's coming back. I ain't coming back. I'm done. <laughs> but I'm going to still have my podcast and those little things to the side. And I teach on Patreon. That's enough for me. I love you all.